coming up on this episode of Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton. Here we are, episode 10 of Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton. You know, over the last few years, I've taken you behind the mic and behind the scenes of my days in radio with a little help from my radio friends. We have taken a trip back in time to some of my favorite radio stories and memories. On this episode of Behind the Mic, we will go back to 1990 when I started in radio at KADA in Ada, Oklahoma. We will play some clips from my on-air archive, and my great friend, Shara Chemico, will flip the script and interview me. All this and a few surprises along the way as we celebrate episode 10. Okay, now it's been a while since I've done this, but I think I remember how to start the show. Let me see how this, uh, push this button right here. Whoops, I guess they've moved the button. Ah, here it is. Hang on, episode 10 of Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton starts now. Welcome to the Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton podcast. Brought to you by Mojo Merchandise. Join radio veteran Rick Hampton and his guests for informative and entertaining discussions as they take you behind the scenes, behind the stories, behind the music, and more. Originating from the Big Daddy Studios, it's time to go behind the mic, and here's your host, Rick Hampton. Well, welcome into episode number 10. I think I got the chair, the mic, and the studio adjusted the way I want it. You know, it has been a long time since I've been in here. Thank you for joining me for episode 10 of Behind the Mic. I have a great show planned for you. I thought we would dive into why I started Behind the Mic and how I got started in radio, and we will hear some audio from the Scott Big Daddy Stevens archive along the way. You know, even before I started in radio, I wanted to do voiceover work, cartoons. I wanted to do movie trailers. I wanted to do commercials. And when I was younger, I would watch cartoons and wonder who did the voices for the cartoons. I became a fan of Mel Blanc, Walt Disney, June Foray, just to name a few. But the day I discovered that Casey Kasem, legendary DJ and host of the American Top 40, was the voice of Shaggy from Scooby-Doo cartoon, well, you know what? That sealed the deal. I would get into radio, and that might lead to my dream of voicing cartoons. Throughout high school, I was told that I was funny and had a fairly good voice. Most said I should be in radio. So in 1990, I moved to Ada, Oklahoma, home of Blake Shelton and the Ada Cougars. Go Cougars! Walked through the front door of a house on North Broadway, the studio home of the mighty AM 1230 KADA. I walked in, they swooped in to make me an offer and to get these golden pipes on the radio. Okay, well, actually, I begged and pleaded until I'm pretty sure I wore them down. But thanks to Rick Cody and Roger Harris, I began a journey that day that would begin something that I loved and still do. I love being on the air. You know, that's one of the reasons why I started Behind the Mic was to be back in the studio and, well, behind the mic. I worked at KADA for three years, and in that time, I would do anything. Pushing buttons, editing reel-to-reel tape, filing records. Yes, we still played records when I started there. Taking out the trash, sweeping the floors, whatever I could to hang around the radio station. I was living the dream. If you ever watched WKRP in Cincinnati, that was almost what it was like to work at KADA. The day did finally come when I left KADA, and my last show was Valentine's Day in 1993. Total Radio, KADA, AM, and FM is 10-12 on this last Sunday for me here at Total Radio. And going to be playing some love songs for you since today is valentine's day so call me up if you have a favorite love song right now here's rodney crowell of kada 
Total Radio, KDA, AM and FM. That right there is the Queen of Memphis and Confederate Railroad. 1019 with Scott Stevens on the way next to look at your KDA color radar weather. Keep it here. Total Radio, KDA, AM and FM. It's 1022 with Scott Stevens. Let's take a look at the KDA AM FM color radar weather forecast for today. Look for 20% chance of rain and high of 50 degrees. Tonight brings this 90% chance of occasional rainfall and a 38 degrees as our overnight low. KDA color radar weather is brought to you by TNW Tire Company at 500 East Main. Your light truck needs tires that won't say no to any road or any weather. And you can get those tires right now at TNW Tire Company. The all-new Goodyear regular GSA. The light truck radio that combines three unique tread zones to create one unique tire. The outside zone improves cornering, handling, and tread life. The center zone gives steering stability, and the inside zone improves traction. See the Goodyear Wrangler GSA light and truck radio at TNW Tire Company, 500 East Main. The best tires in the world have Goodyear written all over them. Well, currently right now at 1023, we do have 62% relative humidity winds out of the east at 8 miles per hour. Partly cloudy skies and 38 degrees. Weather coverage is our top priority. Trust KDK's color radar weather on Total Radio, KDK AM and FM. Total Radio, KDA, AM and FM, 1030 with Scott Stevens. And on this last Sunday, my last 30 minutes of my radio career here at KDA, if you have a song you would like for me to play, all you have to do is call me up right now, 332-1212-436-5232 is the country connection. You can call me. comes right in here to the KDA studio, so I'll get that request on for you right as soon as I can. Total Radio, KDA, AM and FM, Foster and Lloyd and Texas in 1880. 1038 with Scott Stevens, KADA, AM and FM. Right now, here is Vince Gill and everybody's sweetheart on Total Radio, KADA, AM and FM. Total Radio, KADA, AM and FM. Hey, how are you, Michael Wilder? I'm just fine, Scott Stevens. Good, good. Are you ready to get out of here? Well, no, not really, but... Uh, really? It's that time, so uh, I've enjoyed myself here, and uh, going to be going on to bigger and better things, you never know, but uh, it's just a risk I'll have to take. For the last time, I'm going to leave it in the capable hands of Michael Wilder. He'll take you till 1 o'clock. Bob Kingsley steps in then, and uh, he'll have the American Country Countdown for you. That's going to do it for me. It's the very last time you'll ever hear me say this. Goodbye for the last time. God bless for the last time, and by all means, for the last time, I'm out of here. <laughs> Leaving you with George Strait and where the sidewalk ends on Total Radio, K88 AM and FM. Where the sidewalk <laughs> Nailed the post. You know, I did learn several things from working at KDA that I took with me. Stop saying and so much. Stop saying that right there. And when giving the current conditions, don't use currently right now. Of course it's right now. Of course it's currently. Use one or the other, but stop using them together. Thanks, Rick Cody, for that, too. Hearing that audio did remind me, though, that having a last show was a rarity in the radio business. Most of the time, you didn't get to say goodbye, nor did you get to do a last show. You're on the air one day and gone the next. I've got more of those little gems along the way, but I did want to bring in my special guest host to Behind the Mic. We are flipping the script, and she is going to interview me. You know her from her days on Fox 23, KJRH, and News on 6. 
but I'll bet you didn't know she is a successful entrepreneur around Tulsa. Let's give her a big behind-the-mic welcome. It is my good friend, Shara Chemical. Finally having you on the show. How are you? I am doing well. How are great. you? I am so great. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Are you nervous? A little bit because I don't know what you're going to ask. I mean, you yes, know, we talked you about do. it. Well, you're we talked a liar. about some things. But you know what? <laughs> you were in TV news, and so I know that you know how to get the answers. Yeah, so but you're it scares me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this won't be that difficult. Okay. Uh, we'll just do investigative reporting. Great. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> we'll go in the depths the, of the jungle. Great. Find out where the bodies uh, are Rick buried. Rick Hampton. Yes, yes. Since we've known each other since. We were talking about this. How did we meet? And it was, we went way back. We did. We, I mean, we went way back to karaoke. Yeah, and we were trying to figure out if it was 2006 or 2007. You said you think it's 2006. I did at least. think it was 2006. And it may be. Uh, but yeah, we met at karaoke, you and some friends from work. When I was at Fox. See, yeah, Fox, Fox 23. 23. Um, and you were trying to shove me up on stage to karaoke. I was. Because you have a stellar voice. Oh, thanks. And not, I mean, you have a great radio voice, but you have this voice on stage to sing that's like butter. <laughs> wow. And no, you do. Shush. You know you do. And I do not <laughs> at yeah, all. I remember, I believe you told me it would take, uh, we didn't count how many drinks it might take <laughs> to get you on stage. But there were uh, several. And I don't think I ever went on stage. No, you didn't. I no. never could get you up there. No. <laughs> no. You never would. No, because it's horrible. But I, I remember that very, very well. Remington's inside of uh, Southern Hills. Yeah, I was Marriott. singing with a group of uh, uh, people that we had been in a band together and we kind of disbanded. And so we didn't want it to end. And so we started going out there. Fred Anderson is a great uh, karaoke host. And uh, he always, always so gracious to let us sing anytime we wanted to. So we went out there and sang a lot. And you guys came out one night. Yeah. You know, we all saw you. We're like, hey, wait a minute. I think that's Shara from Fox 23. Yeah. And then um, who else was with you? Um no, Patricia Lopez. Yes. And, and then there was another... Jace Fairhoven, I think. Was it Mia? Oh, Mia Fleming. Yes. Maybe it was she Mia was Fleming. She was with you. Yes. Yeah. She was with you. Were you working at KVOO I at was. that time? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. We, Back in the day. Yes. No kidding. I feel like we should have those Scooby-Doo. Right. Right. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. See, yeah, we could pull a lot of information back then, huh? Let's even go back farther into the into the crypts. Wow. I know. Yeah. So you started working in country music a long time ago in the early 90s, mid 90s, right? I did. Actually, um, I started um, Kick actually 99. Kick 99 in Tulsa. I started 1990, right after I got out of high school. Where'd you go to high school? I went to high school in a little bitty town called Butler, Oklahoma. It's out in West uh, Western Oklahoma. It actually doesn't even, the school itself doesn't exist anymore. They merged with another town. But uh, I, I graduated there, been living with my uh, brother law and sister at the time uh, she was a nurse and so she accepted a position in Ada Oklahoma at the hospital there Ada Oklahoma right home of Blake Shelton exactly and, yep. were you and Blake like best buds you know we weren't best buds but we did play a little bit together and um, I've you know, seen some pictures of you and Blake Shelton I know yeah he was very skinny back then very skinny back then and it was uh, still had the mullet yeah. Uh, going for him. And uh, he had that mullet a long time. Yes, and, he did. And Bless yeah, his heart. <laughs> he was a little bitty tyke, though, <laughs> yeah. back then, because he... Uh, he sang in a lot of talent shows and stuff that we did uh, with KADA there. And um, so I worked on the AM station there. It was country. 
and then also on the FM uh, for a while. Then I left there uh, and moved to Tulsa and started working at uh, Kick 99. I was kind of the new country station in town, and so I got a job there, and I had said on a former episode, I, I walked the pavement, I would put flyers up, I would do on air, I would edit commercials, anything you know, to get me in the door. I wanted to work there because my ultimate goal was to eventually go on to the legendary call letters of KVOO. And so that was my job. I thought, okay, they're in the same family. I'm going to work and do whatever I can to get there. And so that's kind of what I did was that's where I started was in 1995. The tenacity that you have to have. I don't think a lot of people understand the tenacity that it takes to be in either radio or TV. Yeah, yeah, sure. Because a lot of it is there's some things that are ego driven. There are some things that are skill driven. So it's kind of a cluster of things. And, you know, we call it a cluster sometimes, too, but for another reason. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's just, you know, you have to work at it and put the effort in to get anywhere. Because, if, you know, they'll give you this one job, finish that job, do it well, and I'll give you something else. And then... Then I'll give you something else. And so that's, I knew that I'll do whatever it takes. You know, I'll vacuum the floors if you need me to, but I want to be on the air and I want to keep doing this. It's the self-motivation. And when people hear the story of I'll do everything and anything, people really don't realize that that is true stories. Oh yeah. You will do trash. You will do anything just to get your foot in the door. I I would figure that there was probably several fluff stories maybe that you may have done in your your past, Mm -hmm. you know, to get to that next story because that next story is going to be the big story. Yep. You know, that next one will be the one for you. Absolutely. So you talked about eventually being on KV um, or KVO 90, 98.5, mm-hmm. but then you spent 12 years I did. working at Kick 99? I spent uh, 12 years total at okay. that group. Kick 99, I worked there until probably... 98 or so 1998 so for about three years or so worked there it went through several different name changes right so it was kick 99 then we went to um uh 99.5 the bull yes and it was a much hotter country like we played only new country with just a few what would be called classics thrown in but it was mainly all new country so if you had a new country artist or somebody that you you know had just heard of they were probably on our station did you Um, only want to do country you know, uh, yeah, I guess so. Maybe. I, I know that's a weird answer, but that's kind of what I just did my whole life was country. I, I love country music. It's funny. I love country music, but yet I never played in a country band. Like I would play and sing in rock bands. That's um, interesting. But it's just kind of the way my career went. That's just kind of what it was, was country. I asked because I worked at all the different television stations, mm-hmm. ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox. And everybody always asks, but did you pick those because you wanted to? No, you go where the job is. Right. So I didn't know if you always wanted to stay in country or if that's just where the job no, was. No, I think, you know, like pop-wise, I, j- I just didn't know a whole lot about pop. I mean, rock music, yeah, probably would have been great on a classic rock station or an 80s station because I was an 80s child. So, I mean, I probably would have been fine on that. It just never, that never presented itself. I always had stable work. And that's one thing that is strange about the media business. That's 
that's a rarity. Oh yeah, um, the instability of it all. Yeah. So I mean, spending twelve years at a at a radio station or a group of stations is kind it's of an unheard anomaly. Of. Yeah, is mm-hmm. really unheard of now. So and it was a great group. You know, we started out with uh, a company called Great Empire Broadcasting, or I did, uh-huh. um, and they were fantastic. They were out of Wichita. It was family owned. The guy that did the morning show, uh, Andy O, his family owned it, and it was just a great family atmosphere. And so it was it was really good. I mean, if you did your job and you did it well, then, you know, and it wasn't even a case of, you know, if you keep your head down and don't say, so, you know, say anything. It was just if you did your job and you did it well, you were treated like family and they kept you there. So did you start off with albums, doing albums, working with albums? You or know, did you start with cassettes or no, how did you do? In radio? Ada, I did. In Ada, we did uh, albums and 45 records. 45 records were the most, the, the smaller ones. So you um, had to be on your game. I did, you know. But the other thing was, is it was great because it taught me all of that stuff as a backbone. So you were like Sir were Mix-A-Lot. Well, kind of um you had (laughs) to well kind of uh yeah you know so you kind of had to know some of that because it it was involved queuing records and stuff so that it would start on time and start like it was supposed to and then we went to cds the first time we got a cd player in the studio you know it was like you know the clampets to me you know because golly what's this here you know and and stuff so and then um the commercials at the time were also on carts and carts are, they look like eight track tapes. So, yeah. you know, they're not, but they look like eight track yeah. tapes, sort of. So it was funny because we were doing, you know, LPs or the long play records and then 45s and still playing stuff on cart. So it was basically eight tracks. Didn't do too much on cassette. The only cassettes we did, uh, we did do reel to reel. So tape, the big, huge reels Those, of tape. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, we didn't do too much on cassette, but like some of our on Sunday mornings, our programs from the pastors of t- in town would uh-huh. be on cassette. So we had to do that some. But um, and then once I moved to Tulsa, once I moved to the big city, why it was much better then. You know, it was grandioso then. We had CDs, and then eventually we even went, you know, to where everything was on computer, um, and you pulled everything from the computer. But I miss those days. I mean, I loved them. I, I actually really did. I was born in the wrong era, I think, for radio because I loved that. I loved editing tape. Most people don't understand that anymore, but editing tape was, you know, razor blade and grease pencils and tape, and it was all skinny. And yep. I mean, it was crazy. Well, I started off in radio, so I get that. So with the tape and everything, yeah. the blade, it was, and I, yeah. So I learned that too, and it was fun. But boy, if you messed up, you messed up. Well, yeah, big. you messed up big time, and then you had to go do it all over again. Uh-huh. What it, what may have taken you an hour to edit, if it's you know, it's not a simple thing of just clicking and dragging and doing something. And, and pasting something else oh no it was you were start all over in and trouble you, too. most yeah and most of the time you know it was recordings of like a guest or somebody had been in the studio and you were editing that you can't get that back yeah you know it's not like you can go and undo yep. you just couldn't get it back so yeah, yeah you were in big trouble if you messed you it had up to redo an entire story also. Yes. yes but well you know albums are making their way back now i know yeah vinyl is uh, really big right now and i i mean i'm glad i still have a turntable in my studio at home and two turntables you know, and a microphone right? No kidding. That's right. <laughs> and then the funny thing is, is most people when they, well, what did you do for, well, what do you do for a living? You know, or whatever. Well, I'm a DJ. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you scratch? And like, do you have rappers that come? And, and no. You I, 
you did those hand movements. I know. Too, the, right? Yeah, the mixing. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> did you so. ever mix a country album though? You uh, should mix Blake. I don't know. You should have him come in and do a podcast with you and mix one of his old That's albums great. and new albums together. Right. Well, you know, and the funny thing is, is it would definitely be a mix of old country, new country. You know, he's, I know. he's made that transition to kind of that smoother voice or whatever. But yeah, the last time I saw him, uh, that was we were actually face to face was at Country Fever, the pictures that you've seen on Facebook and of him hugging me. And, and that was totally improvised when I mean, Blake is a weirdo anyway and he's just funny as he can be it's hilarious and it's so fun to me because I got off the golf cart to go see him again and just say hey that's how he got off the bus I mean he literally got off the bus that way walked up to me hugged me with a and, beer in hand I'm sure <laughs> well I think he didn't I don't think he had one I think it was actually on the dashboard of the bus he set it down before he walked off the bus but yeah it was crazy because he just I mean you can tell it on the picture I was not expecting that welcome backstage so but uh, he's a cool cat uh, I like him a lot you know he and he still loves I love the fact that he still loves Oklahoma yeah you know he's not yeah. forsaken that at all he still loves to be around Oklahoma he loves talking about Oklahoma because he still does a lot mm -hmm. and so I love that about him so when you talk about it those are such good memories but you also have to have the memories of some of the biggest people that probably influenced you in radio? Yeah, you know... Are they superstars like that? Um, or are they maybe people behind the scenes? You know, they're more behind the scenes, except for... Uh, I've talked about him a lot, but it's Billy Parker. Oh, yeah? Um, he was probably one of my biggest influences because he... And it wasn't even so much about radio. It was about treating people in general. Yeah. If they're talking to you and they've taken the time to stop you and talk to you, don't be a jerk. Yep. You know, talk to them, get to know them, make them feel like they're a million bucks mm -hmm. in your eyes. Mm -hmm. You know, they're the only ones you need to be talking to mm -hmm. at that moment. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what he taught me. And, and that and then I had a real hard time the first time I signed an autograph because I just was like, why do you want my signature? It's I mean, so who, weird, isn't it? Who am I? You know, I'm, no. I'm not any different than you, you know, in some <laughs> aspects. But yet, because I've been there, I mean, I've. I've wanted to meet when I was younger. I wanted to meet a country star or somebody, you know, or somebody on TV or whatever. And so, you know, for me, it was it was kind of that way, you know, of gosh, why? But he, you know, he explained it to me one time and I never forgot it. And that was, you know what? And he called everybody Hoss. You know, everybody always was Hoss. And he said, Hoss, listen, he said, you are the only person maybe that they'll ever meet and close enough to a celebrity. You're that person. They may not ever meet anybody else. Mm. You know, we have a great job. We get to meet a lot of people, but they may not. And you're the only one. So why would you not want to make that special for them? You know, instead of walking away going, golly, that Big Daddy or that Scott Stevens guy is kind of a jerk. Yeah. You know, he taught me those things. And then there were several people um, early in my career, a guy named Rick Cody, uh, who runs a, um, he's the program director for uh, the gospel stations, and there's a ton of them all over the place. But he taught me a lot about radio itself. I remember our first uh, air check meeting, um, and air check meetings, we've talked about them a little bit on the show, but air check meetings are, are you go in and you record yourself doing the show, and then you go into your boss. And then you listen to that together. Figure out, okay, is there places to improve? Can we say the call letters better? Is there a way to do this better? Whatever. And I remember, you know, my first night on the air, I thought I was a radio god. You know, <laughs> I... I had hit every post of an intro. I had done everything I thought right. Every weather break was pristine and everything else. And I went in there and handed him my tape. And he's like, well, how did you think you did? He said, I listened a little bit last night. It wasn't bad. 
but how do you think you did? You know, and I said, man, I, man, I think I nailed it. I think it was awesome. I am so excited to be doing this. And he's like, great, that's good. Kind of like that. And he said, well, let's have a listen. So we put the cassette in the player and he pushed play and within microseconds hit pause. Okay. Let's stop here and let's just talk a little bit about it. I mean, like I didn't even get the call letters out and they weren't exactly like they should have been. So, you know, it, it taught me hum, humble to be very humble very quickly. Humility. You know? Yeah, very much, uh, you know, humility lesson. And so he taught me a lot about radio. Um, and then there's been a ton of people in my life that, you know, I've, I've gleaned stuff from them a lot. Andy O, uh, Brad Farnsworth, who was Banana Bradley on the radio for so long with Mel Myers and... You know, there's so many people, Bob Cooper, so many people oh, who listening to him and how Doesn't he delivers Bob stuff. Cooper have the voice of God? He does. And it's, and it, and it's, and it's talent that way too. You know, he was so effortless and yeah. if he wasn't behind the scenes and I didn't know that it sounded like it on the air. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, everything just seemed like it came to him and it was natural to him. So I think that, you know, for me, there were a lot of those people that were huge influences. Mm-hmm. Um, one that was off air that a lot of, some people didn't know, but he was very popular in the country music circle was Moon Mullins. He was, he was legendary. He was uh, with, uh, had interviewed, he's interviewed tons of people but he was legendary in the country radio industry as well and that's moon we we told a story about took us to go have wine and uh, the guy was not a very good waiter because he kept trying to convince moon who moon is like was a legend with wine he knew everything about wine and all the best taste and so like that Almost i'm a not sommelier. yes i'm not i i you know you know beer. i like a I, well i like a sweet <laughs> wine and you know but i'm not a wine drinker so for me it was like he said the guy kept telling him oh no take this wine and he says no listen i know what wine i want to serve him serving this wine well anyway so he gave in and he said fine bring the wine well the guy said great if you don't like it i'll buy it and he said fine bring the wine so he brings the wine to the table and you know of course swishes around in his mouth and he says well what did you think sir what do you think do you like it and he said well and you have to know moon moon talked like if vincent price and mr burns from the simpsons had a baby oh dear that's how he talked so he just looked him right in the face and he's like uh sir this wine Tasted like it was decantered in a urinal. <laughs> and we just busted up laughing. You know, it was me and my friend Toby was with him. And we just died because we're like, oh, my gosh, Moon. But that was probably one of the most legendary lines for me. I'll remember oh that forever. Gosh. So proper it's, and polite. Oh, and yet so, so terrible. Specifically it was so Yes. And so. <laughs> poignant. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So he taught me a lot, though, in radio itself. I mean, yeah. he was very good on the air. And then he, when he left uh, KVOO, he moved on and he kind of got out of the radio business as far as like program director and stuff like that. And he really wanted a host again. So uh-huh. he went to a morning show in Kentucky. And then um, I was actually, he was going to be one of my first guests on the podcast. And he was one of the reasons why I started the podcast or was going to do that. And we'll talk about oh, that okay. a little bit. But he was one of the reasons because, you know, I didn't want to lose all the stories. You know, that that was the reason you why. Have fabulous stories. Though. Well, and I didn't want to lose them from other people because he, he could tell you stories of Elvis. I mean, oh, he gosh. had, he'd like been it with Elvis and been around Elvis and stuff like that. So he knew a lot of story. I mean, country stars and things like that. Yeah. And, 
uh, he told a story. He said I was about to introduce him and basically kind of said something like, you know, how would you like for me to introduce you? It was 1963 in Lubbock, working at KLLL. Hank Snow was on the show, and I had the pleasure of emceeing him. And I asked him, I said, Mr. Snow, how would you like to be introduced? And he said... Oh, boy, just tell him how great I am. He had so many stories, and there were so, yeah. he always loved to share those stories. And so he was kind of one of the inspirations for the podcast. Uh-huh. And then, sadly, he passed away before we could get a time and, you know, confirm. So yeah. that's kind of where it started from. Okay. You know, was where the podcast started from, was, was getting those stories on tape, if you will, you know, for generations to come. Isn't it amazing how many stories you have and you forget how many stories you have? Yeah, and sometimes you forget the details of them or or how it happened. And so I started seeking out people like that. Well, Moon was one of them. I had talked with him uh, through Facebook Messenger, and we had talked about doing a podcast, even if it was something, because he didn't get back to the Tulsa area very often. He was in Kentucky. So I'm like, hey, I'll do it on the phone, whatever. Let's just talk about some of the stories from the old days and from your radio days. I would love to have them. He passed away. I mean, I woke up one morning and um, his, I think it was his grandson had I posted on Facebook, sad to report, you know, the passing overnight of my grandfather, Moon. And I'm just I was devastated. And so I just thought, you know what? I've got to start doing this, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I started actively seeking other people. And there were a few others that wanted to do the show with me. And for one thing or another, couldn't ever, we could never come up with a date or whatever. I just decided at that point, that's the end of it. Am I going to shelve this and just forget it? Or am I going to move forward and be pushy and try to get, you know, try to get as many people on as I can. And so ultimately, that's kind of what I did. I I talked to a friend of mine who that I had spent so much time radio with Toby Duffy uh, went by Toby Scott on the air. And so we just I just told him I said, Hey, can we do a phone interview? And I want to do it on this date and this time. And so let's do it. You know, do you mind doing that? He lives in Florida. Mm -hmm. And I and he said, Sure, you know, that'd be fine. But let me just tell you that I'm going to be in town like this Thursday for family business that I got to take care of before I go back to Florida. How about we do it in person? Oh, that's fabulous. And I thought, well, it's meant to be. Yeah. You know, if it's going to work out like that, then, you know, I got to do it. Yeah. So that's kind of how it started is I started with him and then I've slowly just started doing shows. Um, I've talked with Andy about him broadcasting naked at 71st and <laughs> Memorial because it was so hot one summer, you know, that he, he swore, hey, if, if it gets this hot for this many days, I'll broadcast in the nude. And, and he did kind of. Uh, we built a little fence around his midsection and he had on boxers underneath, but. <laughs> Goodness. But uh, that didn't stop people from calling the police, and the police did show up. Yeah, and decent exposure and, yeah. to its finest. <laughs> and so they showed up, of course, and, you know, and he had to fess up when they got there, you know. But the first officer, and, you know, people that listen to the show all the time are going to finish my phrase, but his first reaction was as soon as the officer stepped out of his car, went, ah, oh, crap, it's Andy. <laughs> you know, like they knew immediately, oh, this is ridiculous, you know. So, uh, see, you radio <laughs> people can get away with yeah. that. TV right? people cannot. Right. No kidding. <laughs> You're right. You're right about that. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the ones I, I just recently, I was listening to a couple of uh, archived pieces of audio. I was listening to some of those and they actually did. And I don't remember this. And I was working at the station at the time, but I don't remember it. They did a parade on the air that didn't exist. What? I don't know what time of year, but I want to say it was like a New Blossom Festival parade. See, that parade. is the greatest thing with radio is yes. you had so many different they sounds. They talked about, they did, and they talked about it. I know like uh, several people, we were partnering at the time with Channel 6, 
And so several of their uh, reporters and anchors <laughs> played along. Oh my I mean, gosh, like, that's fabulous. Floats, you know, they, uh, they talked to uh, Rick Wells was in it. Oh, Rick is fabulous. And he was on a float. Okay. So, the, you know, they were like, oh, here comes the cherry blossom float or whatever. Oh, and looky there, it's Channel 6, Rick Wells is on it, you know, and then he... Like he walked over, he started from uh, way off in the room and walked up to the microphone like he had been walking up from the flow. Yeah, I mean, it was this craziest thing, but it never existed. And we had call after call that morning. Where is Where are you set it up? Where are you set up right now? Where, where uh, is this going? What, what's the path? Where, what's the route? And, and yeah, we got away with it because, oh you know, gosh. it was that way. So there's, yeah, there's so many stories, uh, you know, that some that you can't tell on the air because sure. you would get in trouble now, but just amazing, you know. Gosh. See, radio can do that. Radio can do that. I mean, it was the first medium of its kind, you know, where they had to invent all the sounds, you know, clapping like the horse hooves and, and, you know, I mean. All the sound effects and stuff. Yes. And so, you know, it. I mean, that kind of thing was great. And, you know, you did um, like we had talked about uh, several of the characters that were developed over the year. Oh, yeah. uh, Did you do crank calls? Yeah, we did. We did a lot of, cr- I mean, we did some crank calls. We did wake up calls. That's just so evil, um, by the way. Well, and he would do like, well, sometimes he would do uh, calls. Uh, he called them the stripper calls and they were like birthdays, but you could call in or you could nominate, like you could call in and say, hey, would you call my husband? And as odd as it was, you know, most of the time it was female. But like if you had a friend, like a female friend at work, you would call in and say, Andy, can you call tomorrow's her birthday? I'd love for you to do a stripper call for her. Uh-huh. And so then he would play this stripper music and then he would start this whole process of like taking off his clothes. Oh gosh! But it would be the craziest. You know, I'm taking off my leopard skin, you know, jacket from members only or whatever, <laughs> you know. Here I stand, uh, you know, in my Mickey Mouse boxers and, you know, rattlesnake boots or something. I mean, you know, just it's crazy stuff, you know. Oh, gosh. And then he said uh, he would do wake-up calls like that a lot. One of the ones he shared, which is one of the coolest stories I've ever heard. I used to do a thing where I'd call and wake people up to just to wish them happy birthday or something. And people say, hey, call me and I'll call your husband or whatever and wake him up. Give him a birthday wake-up call, basically. And so this lady did. She told me she wanted me to call her husband and wake him up and wish him happy birthday. And it was like December 22nd or something like that. And I remember calling and waking him up. And he was real groggy. And he was like, oh, thanks. But yeah, okay, all right, thanks, yeah. Wasn't that exciting a phone call or anything. And then I turned on the news that night or the next night, and there was this family that had had a carbon monoxide leak in the house. They, the guy, I was watching the story, and the guy said, we'd all been dead if it hadn't been for Andy O calling me and waking me up that morning to wish wow. me a happy birthday. And we noticed the carbon monoxide, and we all got out of the house, and, you know, the fireman showed up and said, if you'd have been in here another hour, you'd all been unconscious. What? And it they was had them? a Yes. Are you yeah. serious? Yes. That is divine intervention. Isn't that, isn't that something? I mean, it's just amazing to me, you know, and, and I remember... I remember the call. I remember him talking about it back then. But again, one of those stories that would have never seen the light of day again unless he had retold it on my show. So I, I love it just because it was great. Yeah. And do you guys have time constraints on those types of stories? We do. Sometimes we do. You know, that was the thing. And so him staying on it for that long, it breaks rotation. It breaks, you know, our rules 
but it's such good radio. You, yeah. you can't help but do it. But that's why I loved that medium. And that's why I loved radio was because mm-hmm. you could take the time to get to know a listener better because mm-hmm. they put you on the air and they keep you there because they listen and they vote, you know, take care of them. And and most of the time, honestly, they were the best part of my show, too, was having listeners call in or tell stories about the night before or give me information on what happened on a concert last night, you know, that I didn't get to go to or something like that. I, you know, how did he do? What did he sing? Yeah. You know, yeah. And having them integrated into that, the listeners to me were the best part of the whole radio thing. And that's such the difference between TV and radio is radio, you can listen everywhere and anywhere. And TV, you can listen to it really in the confines of your home. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, and so you, that was the, that's the best part about so radio. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Tell more stories. Tell more stories like that. Well, okay. So wait, tell me some of the craziest random stories that you've well, encountered over the years. Um, you know, I've told stories about how that we, you know, we went to listener appreciation shows. And one of the stories there was uh, I actually was invited to sit down with a with a family who uh, were big listeners of KBOO. And it was at the um, expo building. Uh, when we did our listener appreciation shows, and then we did what we called a family picnic. And so we invited you know people to show up, and we would have all of our trucks out there, everything there, and then we'd bring in like two or three country stars that were big names for a show. And it was a family picnic, so there was some seats up front, but then there was a lot of space there in the expo building in the upper level where you could just spread a blanket out and have a picnic with your family indoors instead of being in the sun and all this stuff. There were several that would invite you, but we had several that would like invite you over for lunch. Of course. And it wasn't usually in like fried chicken and mashed potatoes. It was like possum stew and stuff like that. Squirrel hamburgers. Yes. And and the worst part is, is the one that I got invited to uh, one year was uh, somebody that had uh, a possum they had cooked and everything else, but there was a liner in a trash can, like the old silver Oscar the Grouch used to come out of. And it was, yes, it was lunch there. And I mean... I've never had these stories. Right? Rick, no. Oh my god. Right? And so that was one of those that you just kind of had to politely figure out how in the world you know, I mean, your stories are better point, than mine. Well, I mean, at some point, you know, you're you're like thinking, gosh, do I I mean, I'm not going to eat that and I don't want to make them <laughs> mad. But at the same, you know, oh, no, they fed us. Well, I did. You know, what do you say? You know, I mean, you know, I'm not eating that. You know, you know? <laughs> so those were some or, of the stories. Or you eat it and you have tons of napkins and you yeah. politely <laughs> always, oh, yeah. Yum, yum, always yum. wiping mm. my mouth. Yeah. Mm, boy, that's so good. Mm. Not no. not gamey or anything at all. Um, so, no, I, you you know, there was there's some of those and some of them I can't probably some I can't talk about. But we've I mean, there's been so many funny. Why not? Well, no, that, that's so for many, the book later on, right, right before you die. There's so <laughs> many funny ones, you know, um, we've done. And, and I, I will tell you that some of the oh, best times is off air in the studio. When you get, you know, when you get two or three different entertainment people together. The so much is crazy. Yeah, it's just crazy. And then trying to compose yourself. When you come back yes. on air. I know that, you know, uh, one of the guys that was really good at that was our uh, news director, Brian Gann. He could get you laughing so hard you were crying and then immediately go right back to business. You know, he was so good at that. I mean, he would be laughing and we'd all be laughing about it and saying something about this and that and on and on and on. We'd all be just hilarious. Ah, 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 
KBO time now 12 noon. You know, I was just <laughs> it's like boom, Casey Kasem. Yes. Have you ever heard behind yes. the scenes with Casey? Yes. Oh yeah. The rants and everything. Oh my yes. gosh, the puppy rant. Yes. Oh, that's, that's one of my favorites classic. too. Yeah. Now we're up to our long distance dedication, and this one is about kids and pets and a situation that we can all understand. It's from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio, and here's what he writes. Dear Casey, this may seem to be a strange dedication request, but I'm quite sincere, and it'll mean a lot if you play it. Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most certainly a part of... Let's go start again. <clears throat> See, when you come out of those up-tempo numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions, and then you got to go into somebody dying. I want somebody who uses f***ing to not come out of a record that is, uh, that, that's up-tempo, and i got to talk about a Dog dying. You know, <laughs> you know, so I was trying to think if there was some that I could clean up even that, that were funny. That We had a news reporter one time who was working downtown. His name was Ken Weaver. We were all in the studio, and we were all cutting up. We were all laughing. So he's going along just fine. Everything's perfect. You know, hey, it's going to be a slowdown up and down the BA. Everything's going to be bad. You know, don't forget that Utica exit. There's construction there and downtown. And then it's like you hear this... <laughs> Like breaks, and he's like, Hey, you dumb, <laughs> you know, what the? <laughs> we're on a two way radio, so it was like a CB type, you know, radio, and all you hear is the <laughs> squawk of it. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> and then dead silence. What just happened? <laughs> so, I go around to the newsroom and try to call him on the radio, and I'm just, Ken, 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 you know, nothing. He didn't come back and do any more news reports or anything. And then, when. <laughs> So Brian Gann looks at me and says, go find him. Make sure he's okay. Because we knew where he was at one of the last times he did the, he was downtown by the courthouse. And there's a alleyway. Skateboarders love to come down that ramp and they'll like take off through traffic and try to beat traffic. Well, this one kid had tried to come down the stairs like that. In essence, we crushed his skateboard, but he was able to like just palm the hood and move out of the way. Ken didn't hit him. He had a skateboard. I went outside and by the time I got out back, he was already back in the parking lot, was sitting with the car running, staring straight ahead at the building <laughs> and wouldn't roll the window down or anything. <laughs> Finally, I opened the door and I'm like, are you OK? And he's like, well, I am, but I know I'm fired, too. You know, and he said, he said, I'll never forget it. And I just gave Tulsa 100,000 watts of. F- <laughs> and he said, I know that I'm fired. Was he? <laughs> no, he was oh. not, actually. They, you know, they were like, no. This was before the FCC got a hold of all the... Well, and you know, the funny thing is, is that there were so many people downtown that did hear it and did call. And so we put their calls on the air, you know, to kind of defend him, you know? Yeah. Hey, so here's what happened. Oh, gosh, he blah, was blah, lucky. Blah. Yeah. And, and, and he... When anybody and he is in an accident, you know what happens. Oh, man, it was crazy. Uh, well, speaking of all these words that coming out of people's mouths, how did you get the name Big Daddy? Because... I mean, you're a little tiny guy. Oh, well, thank you. I, I was not a long time ago, but... Because um, you're short. I mean, you're barely six, five foot. Yeah. You know, right. I mean... I'm, I'm <laughs> just six kidding. foot tall, <laughs> and I'm, I'm wide as a house back then. I thought I felt like anyway. You know, when I started out in radio, Scott Stevens. Yeah. Uh, that was my name, and, and for the longest time, it w- I went by Scott Stevens. And then I was Why? at the Tulsa... I don't know. Where'd you get that name? I It just came to me. And, and I'm not going to be philosophical. It just came to me in a dream because my name is not Scott. There's no nothing in my name that says Scott or even Steve or anything. So 
I don't know. It just came, to, it rolled off the tongue well. And to be honest with you, back then when I was like an 18, 19 year old guy trying to come up with a name, I was like a 12 or 13 year old girl because I was writing everything together to see if it looked good as an autograph. You know, really? so I was signing everything, you know, trying to see if it, Rick Stevens. No, that doesn't sound right either. No, that's I don't like that either. No, nah, I don't like that one either. And then I wrote Scott Stevens and with the S's, it looked good. So that's what I went by. And so I was Scott Stevens for uh, a long time. And it probably was, I think it was 2001, I think, maybe. I think it was about 2001 or so for the Tulsa State Fair. I was broadcasting live. Uh, they had just redone the Esplanade or whatever. So it may have been later than that in life, but right there in front of the pavilion. Uh, all the radio people, we were there and we were doing remotes there. Okay. I had somehow convinced, you know, them to let me wear the clothes I wanted to instead of like radio station polos or whatever with the logo on it. Oh, you were a rebel too. Well, the clothes that I wore yeah, were, so I. were Big Daddy clothing. Uh, at the time, you could only get it like through casual mail uh, stores or whatever, like the big and tall stores, but they were cut for a bigger guy. Mm -hmm. And so I loved them. I, I wore them all the time. I had tons of them and they were always had smart aleck or quippy sayings on the back, you know, built big or, you know, that kind of, I love it when you call me big daddy. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, just weird things. And so I wore a name tag with Scott Stevens on it. And then the shirt, there were multiple people that day that walked by a lot of them drunk at the fair in the middle of the day, which of I course. thought was interesting, but I was like, welcome to Tulsa. <laughs> and so I'm, I, they're walking by and instead of saying something, they would like holler out, Hey, big daddy, can you tell me where they're doing the fiddling contest or whatever? You know? Yeah. It's down here, whatever. Well, I got to look, listening to that and I thought, wait a minute, they're calling me big daddy. Why are they calling? Oh, cause of my shirt. Ah, okay. You know, but then the more I got to thinking about it, I thought, wait a second, Back if they're thinking about that, they'll remember that. And if they remember that, they'll write that down in a diary. And if they'll write that down in a diary, I get points for that. Mm, so you are I get ratings for that. <laughs> so I went to my boss, Moon, and I said, um, I know that, um, you know, I just, I just started the midday show. Um, we call it the midday sandwich show because mm -hmm. it was sandwiched between the morning show and the afternoon show. Mm -hmm. And I said, listen, I know that we just spent all this money, but I have an idea. I want to change my on-air name. Absolutely not. Nope. We just spent all this money and I'm not, I'm not doing that. And I said, listen. And so I laid out my case. I said, well, I've been wearing these clothes and this is what's going on. I feel like that this would be a good change. And he still was, nope, not going to happen. And I said, okay, well, do me a favor then. Come out tomorrow. You don't have to stay very long. If people call me Big Daddy without me prompting them to, will you consider it? Fine. So the next day, I w we were probably out there together and people were stopping by. Nobody said it. Ugh. And then like an hour, wasn't even an hour later, probably 30 minutes later, two or three people came by. Hey, Big Daddy. What's up, Big Daddy? <laughs> and walking off. They weren't plants. Nothing. And I kind of just looked at him, didn't say anything. I did one break. After that break, somebody hollered out the same, you know, hey, hey, Big Daddy, hey, that was funny, you know, whatever, you know. I was about to turn to him and he goes, well, I'm going to go. And I said, no, hang around. I'm sure you can. I've heard enough. That's fine. <sighs> I've got commercials to rewrite and oh, stuff to really? rewrite. And that's where Big Daddy Stevens was born. So I heard and enough so just after I, that. Yep. And so from then on, I went by Big Daddy Stevens and and the rest of they say is history because that became 
I I had uh, two ratings books pretty much in a row that I was number one in the actual sweet demo, which is the Soccer Moms, and I was number one in the market. That was rare. Uh, yeah. for for midday shows or any of those outside of the major like drive time shows to be uh, ranked in yeah. the market. Because I don't think what people understand is you have to have a name that is memorable, whether they can pronounce it, whether or not they just need something that sticks with them. Right. And so that's kind of that's where it was born and that's where it stayed. And a matter of fact, I, I uh, wound up getting a endorsement deal with Big Daddy Clothing. And so Did they sent really? me, yeah, they sent me stuff all the time and, you know, and in exchange for wearing it at remotes or at public appearances. So anything you see pretty much from the time I was on the air with KBOO until I finished uh, on being on air was from that. Uh, so you, you can see any picture that exists I'm wearing something that says Big Daddy across my chest. Were you ever afraid at any time that Big Daddy was going to like sue you or anything for using their name or trademark or anything? No, actually what I did was I, I just told them, you know, I, I said, I go by Big Daddy Stevens on the air and I told them why. Mm -hmm. And no, they, matter of fact, the, the representative called me at the radio station and said, hey, you know, that's a cool story. Do you mind if we, you know, if we talk about that or whatever? And I said, well, no. And he said, well, here's what we're going to do. You know, as long as it doesn't violate station rules, he said, you know, we don't mind sending you product if you'll just continue to wear them to remotes and stuff like that. And that didn't go and against so, protocol or anything? No, they, no, the cool. station, the station said, you know, okay, that's fine. You know, you're not, you know, it's not like you're doing free advertising because I didn't do commercials for them. I didn't do like an endorsement deal. Uh -huh. So there was never that. It was just all I did was wear them at remotes or public appearances. And so we just developed a name tag that said Big Daddy on it. That's and, cool. And so that's what I did. I There was one time I had with Rascal Flats. I had done a public appearance. They were there um, and I was bringing them on stage at the pavilion. Back whenever they first came out and they were start, really starting to be big, they came to the pavilion. We were backstage talking and we're all sitting there. Well, Joe Don was standing there and they were like, hey, let's get a picture real quick. Everybody get together and we'll take this picture. So we all lined up in front of their backdrop. We took a picture. Whenever he turns to me to say how great it is for him to be back in Oklahoma, you know, having grown up in pitcher and everything else. And he's like, man, he said, oh, that's so great. He said he turns around and he goes, Big Daddy, I can't wait to you know for you to see our new show. Well, when he turned around, he had a Sharpie in his hand. Oh. <gasps> And it still had the lid off of it. Uh-oh. He turned, and it was like he put a Sharpie mark all the way across the front of my jersey, brand new jersey. Oh, no, and crossed <laughs> and, out Big Daddy? And it was like, well, it was right below it, but it was like this black line all the way across. I mean, he when he turned, and he, of course, was just like, oh, oh my no. gosh, I can't believe I did that. I'm so sorry. And, you know, and everything else. The cool thing about that was is that the record rep found out about it about Two weeks later, I got a box at the radio station, opened it up, and the record rep had went out and bought a brand new jersey because they were they were the hot item at the time from Big Daddy, had ordered a brand new jersey, and then there was a Rascal Flats Lyric Street postcard <gasps> in there that said, Big Daddy, I'm so sorry for marking up that jersey. I knew you were, you know, we loved it. And I wanted to make sure you had a better one. Oh, you know, that is so, so great. Yeah. So they all had gotten together and resent me the jersey or That's whatever. Cool. So for me, I was like, hey, it gives me a story to tell for the rest of my life. Because, I mean, technically, I could have done the same. I could have called up Big Daddy Clothing and said, can hey. you send me another jersey? Here's what happened last night. Yeah. But I love the story better yeah. and I love the jersey. Yeah. See, we don't have but, cool stories like yeah, that. Yeah, it was cool. It was neat. So. You have great stories. And the setup that you have with the, the podcast is fabulous. Oh, thanks. You've had such a great career and so many 
really cool stories better than TV. You're way more interesting than TV <laughs> ever has been or ever was, and your yeah. stories are much more interesting, I think, than mine could ever be. I definitely have a face for radio. No, stop. <laughs> You're beautiful inside and out. We love oh, you. Thank you, Sharon. We thank love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for giving me the honor of interviewing you. I really appreciate that. that awesome. Was, that was a pure joy. Thank and you for doing really, it. Really, truly an honor. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Don't go anywhere. More of the Behind the Mic podcast is next. I'm Mo. And I'm Sheila Joe, And we're Mojo Merchandise. Mojo Merchandise was created by two friends with a craft passion. We love to make things as gifts like baby shower presents, wedding shower presents, party decorations, and balloon bouquets. There is nothing we can't do once we put our mind to it. We specialize in vinyl printed t-shirts, home decor signs, pillowcases, cups, and much more. If you have a favorite scripture or a mom saying you want on a t-shirt or sign, we've got you covered. If you have an idea or needing a gift, let Mojo Merchandise make a Exactly what you need. You're listening to Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton. Well, we're continuing on with episode number 10. As I mentioned when I spoke with Shara, I left Ada and KADA in 1993 and moved back to the Tulsa area looking for my next radio opportunity. I was only back in town for about a month, and in March of 1993, a new country station appeared on the FM dial. Kick 99 was born, and when I heard the first break, I knew that I wanted to work for this station. The music was hot. All the debut breaks were theater of the mind. They made it sound like this station was bigger than life. The morning show kickoff, yes, every pun intended, was hosted by Chris Kelly and Doogie. I called in to talk to them and win the first listener contest. So technically, this is my first debut on Kick 99. I can still remember that day. 99.5, the new Kick 99. Tulsa's best country, Billy Ray Cyrus. She's not crying anymore. It's 7.33 a.m. Hey, man, you can't stop the sprout. When he wants to talk... You're quick, man. You're quick. The sprout is the the man. You're going to find this hard to believe. What? The phone is Get out of here. I'm serious. Get out of here. You're so weird. (laughs) Mr. Cotter, you're so weird. Hi, who's on the phone? It's Rick Hampton. How you doing? Hey, Rick. Rick Hampton, you... Rick, you the man. You are our first listener. How do you feel... Are you okay? Hey! God, Rick, you have saved our jobs. Thanks, man. Yeah, I know. You know, I tried to get in uh-huh. for 7 o'clock, uh-huh. but I just couldn't slide in there. So now I'm late, but hey, what do you, what do you know? Well, thanks. Man. Well, we realized that the phones were off the hook because I was trying dominoes on every line available. <laughs> and, then, and then it's like, Wait. oh, by the way, they don't open until noon. Yeah. Sorry. Well, what Dookie didn't realize is Domino's isn't open this early. Oh, by the way, if we're going to mention Domino's, we got to use the plug meter oh, Domino's, was, the yeah. Cadillac of fast food. Well, as our, our first listener, Rick, you are just in great shape. Are you, are, are, you're, not, you're not taking medication. You don't have, uh, you know, palpitations or anything, do you, Rick? No, uh-uh. Okay, c- can your heart stand the excitement, I guess, is the point I'm getting to. Yeah, sure. Can it really? Okay. Okay, great. Because we have got something pretty, pretty fired up here for you. Ready? I'm yeah. ready. You get to have lunch with uh, Senior Kelly and myself at the Route 66 Diner at 11th and uh, Columbia. Oh, wow. How about oh. that, huh? Cool. So I'm if you got lunch plans today, by all means, cancel them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to buy you lunch. We're going to buy you lunch. You're going to go down in, in the history book, says the uh, morning I'm kickoff's feeling, first listener. I'm feeling so relieved. Well, congratulations to y'all, by the way. Well, thank you well, very thank, much. Congratulations to you. Thank great, you. Great kickoff. <laughs> 
great. Uh, well, we were beginning to wonder, yeah, so we are, we are uh, we're, we're very thankful for, for you, Rick. Thank and you, Rick. We'll be indebted to you for always if uh, we'll name our first children after you. And, <laughs> well, and one all of that us has stuff. to get a date first before we can do <laughs> That's that. That's right. That would, that would be me. You, maybe you can find Doogie's first wife since you're the first <laughs> listener. The first wife? I find one for myself, I'll help you look. Oh, hey. okay. Oh, the right. buddy program. Well, kind of like joining the Army. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations, Rick. Well, thank you very much. Thank Hold on you. the line. Hold on the line here, and we're playing more. It's Elsa's Best Country from 99.5, the new Kick 99. Well, as it turns out, I had to work my day job that day and couldn't take off to go to lunch with them. So, through the magic of radio, this is how they resolved that problem. On a Tuesday morning with the morning kickoff, Chris and Doogie, and our first, our real first listener was... Rick Hampton. And, uh, Tested positive though, for steroids. He did, and, uh, but we're going to play a song for him anyway. You know, we, we want we want to make it a most positive experience for Exactly. Him. I mean, we like you, Rick. Carl Lewis, he, he survived, too. <laughs> oh, Chris Kelly, you know that it was Ben Johnson that tested positive for steroids. Well, it was not all bad, though. Even though I didn't win the first listener contest, Contest, I did get to pick up a brand new Kick 99 shirt from the Market and Promenade Mall, and I was hooked. Now, the timing wasn't right, and so I kept calling to see if I could send them a resume tape and was turned down every time until one night in 1995, the radio gods smiled on me again and opened the door. Banana Bradley had returned to radio from some time off. Previously, he had worked with Mel Myers at Z104.5 in Tulsa, and he was working the 7 to midnight shift, and it happened to be on a country award show night. Brad had commented on the air about how he didn't have a TV in the studio, so he didn't know what was going on at the awards show. I called the request line and said I could call in and give him play-by-play reports of the telecast. So he agreed and gave me the studio hotline number, and I spent the next couple of hours calling in and doing reports for him. At the end of the night, he asked me what he could do to thank me for doing the reports, and without hesitation, I blurted out, give me a job. He hesitated a moment and said, okay, send me a tape and I'll see what I can do. Well, you know what? That's radio speak for probably not going to happen. So I replied, hey, I don't need to send you a tape. You've heard me talk all night long. He told me to come in that next Monday and bring a tape and that he would meet with me. So... In the summer of 1995, I was hired on to work for Kick. The day finally came when I made my official second debut on the Tulsa Radio Airwaves, but this time as Scott Stevens. I've got two pieces of audio for you. The first is my first ever break on Kick with the top of the hour ID. It had a laser sound effect start, jingle singers, and it is what is known in the radio business as a donut because the audio comes full circle and has a hole in the middle for the DJ to talk. The second piece of audio is a clever segment we came up with after the O.J. Simpson verdict. 12 in a row, Country Kick 99, 2 o'clock. I'm Scott Stevens. 12 in a row continues this hour with Leroy Parnell, also Vince Gill, and there with you better think twice, but right now it's Martina McBride. Kick 99, KCKI, Henrietta Tulsa. Kick Cafe going on right now, and live from the Kick Cafe news desk, it's Granny with a very special interview. Take it away, Granny. Granny here, coming to you with an exclusive interview with O.J. Simpson. O.J., can you answer a few questions for me? Thanks, Juice. O.J., the jury found you not guilty. How do you feel? I like it. I love it. But, of course, we all know that you're guilty. I mean, how do you stand yourself? 
I see. OJ, now that it's over, where did you stash the murder weapon? Got a big leather suitcase. And where is it? Way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. OJ, how did you assemble such a dream team of lawyers? I got friends in and what were your lawyers thinking during this trial? Okay, uh, all right, I, I, I get the point. OJ went in jail. What were the other prisoners saying to you? What did you say to them? Really? I swear. I believe you. Speaking of believing you, what are your friends saying to you? You Ooh, that's gotta hurt. OJ, what's the first thing you're gonna do to celebrate? I'm gonna buy me a Mercury and cruise it up and down the road. Then what? Party all night till the cows come home. OJ, do you have any regrets? I should have been a cowboy. Hmm. Any chance you might be changing your alibi? Well, I ain't got a witness, and I can't prove it. But that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. OJ, one more question. Any thoughts about Marsha Clark? Better off. In a pine box. Still just a little mad there, aren't you? <laughs> well, that's it for me. OJ, thanks a lot for being here. And uh, I had something here uh, from the Goldman and Brown family. Where is it? Oh, oh, here it is. <laughs> that's it for me. I'm Granny. See ya. OJ, you know you really need to sit up. Kick 99. The Kick Cafe. Kick 99. Well, I'm not really for sure exactly why we called her Granny, but nonetheless, I guess we did. So radio is a good thing to talk to listeners. It's uh, fun to talk on the radio. You get to meet celebrities at times. But the one thing it is known for is not making very much money. So I decided I wanted to make a little more money, and I took a side trip into the engineering department. I stayed within the radio group, but I went to engineering and worked on transmitters and studio equipment, setting up remote broadcasts on location, also working in IT because a lot of the equipment was computers and everything was moving in the computer age. So in 2001, Kick 99 was ready for a change. And so we moved it to what we called 99.5 The Bull. And we had a nighttime DJ named Jen Marino, and she was actually the one that got me started back in radio. I shared a little bit of mic time with her, and uh, when she left to go fulfill her dreams in a bigger market, I took over her time slot, and I had a ball. I can tell you that it was great to be back on the air again. I was still doing some of the engineering stuff, but I was getting back on the air again. And this time around, I wasn't Scott Stevens, but I actually started using the moniker Big Daddy Stevens. I've got a handful of audio that I'm going to play for you that I'm just going to play back to back to back, okay? And then I'll come back and we'll talk about my move up the dial to 98.5. Atomic <sighs> batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move up. It's Cruisin' Saturday Nights with Big Daddy Steven on the all-new 99.5 The Bull. The all-new 99.5 The Bull, Cruisin' Saturday Nights. I'm not going anywhere, CDJ. It's Carolyn Don Johnson. I don't want you to go. 
Taking your request, 460-9999. Hey, can you guys play that new Dixie Chick song, Landslide? Sure. Who is this? This is Glinda. So what the munchkins want to know is, are you a good witch or a bad witch? I'm supposed to be the good witch. Oh, you're supposed to be the good witch. But sometimes you're not, are you? Uh-uh. A little wicked, aren't you? Just a little. That's what I figured. That's okay to be a little wicked. <laughs> it's just whenever you get really wicked, that's the bad one. That's the bad one, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the one that they drop houses on you for. Killed the witch of the east. Is it you? No, no, it was an accident. I didn't mean to kill anybody. <laughs> Where are you calling from? Don't um, say Oz. Um, uh, no, just Tulsa. <laughs> <laughs> it's new music from the Dixie Chicks called Landslide on the all new 99.5 The Bull. Cruising Saturday nights with Big Daddy Stevens. All new 99.5 The Bull. New music for you from Steve Azar. It's called Waiting on Joe. I'm just beginning 12 in a row of your request. Commercial free on cruising Saturday nights. Playing your request from the Bullhorn at 460-9999. Hey, yeah, my kids are having a party, and we were just now talking about tractors, and I'd like to hear she thinks my tractor's sexy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, who is this? Robin. So you're having a big party on a cruising Saturday night? We're just kind of having a Christmas party, bonfire, out in pasture. Mmm, nothing says Christmas like a party in the pasture. Oh, yeah, and it's nice and warm out here. Crank it up loud. It's Kenny Chesney. She thinks my tractor sexy on cruising Saturday nights on the all new 99.5 The Bull. Party on! The all new 99.5 The Bull cruising Saturday nights. Garth Brooks and ain't going down till the sun comes up. We are taking your request 460-9999 from the Bullhorn. Yes, uh, could you play George Strait's uh, Christmas cookies? Certainly. Who is this? Uh, Phil Boardwine. All right. And where are you calling from tonight? I'm calling from Vanita. Well, since you're from Vanita, I could ask if those cookies had nuts in them, <laughs> but I won't. I could say you guys are just crazy all the time down there, but I won't. I could even might say that you know how to party because you've lost your minds in Vanita, but I'm not going to go there. <laughs> You're hitting Vanita pretty hard. Ouch, I'm sorry. I love Vanita. Vanita is the best place in the world. All right, that's a lot better. Well, don't go crazy. It's Christmas cookies. Holiday music for you from George Strait on cruising Saturday nights with Big Daddy on the all-new 99.5 The Bull. I sure do like those back, back to the music faster so you can listen longer. 12 in a row starts, starts now. Now, on 99.5, The Bull. The all-new 99.5, The Bull. New music from Martina McBride called Concrete Angel. Well, wet streets and fast driving don't mix. All right, looking at bullseye traffic is Jim Tanner. Got a few accidents, working one now at 81st. It's a, near the on-ramp to 169. Also 101st, that's at about Yale. That one's westbound. And then another possible injury up at Independence and Lewis in this morning's drive. Well, if you get into an accident, Farmers Insurance can help you get back behind the wheel. So your local Farmers Insurance agent, Farmers, get you back where you belong. At your Bullseye Traffic, I'm Jim Tanner for the all-new 99.5 The Bull. Well, your Bull Country forecast this hour is brought to you by Cox Communications right now. Looks like uh, the rain has ended, obviously. Partly cloudy. High of 51 today. Tonight, mostly clear. Low of 33. And then tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high of 60. Right now, it's cloudy. 43. If you guessed the Bull Country superstar is Tim McGraw, you're right. It's Tim McGraw, my next 30 years on your 12-in-a-row morning show on the all-new... Oh, man, I miss that. 
So you can hear from the audio that I started out uh, 7 to midnight, and then I started doing a show called Cruising Saturday Nights. It was the only live request show on a Saturday night. You could call in your request while you were out cruising around or taking a trip, whatever you were doing, and I would play your song. So I had a ball doing that, and you heard some of those requests. I love talking to listeners. And then I moved on to different day parts. I did uh, middays uh, some. I did afternoon. I even did mornings, as you can hear there on 99.5 The Bull. But the time came where I moved up the radio dial to 98.5 KBOO. I had finally made it to the legendary KBOO call letters. And you heard how I got there from my interview with Shara Chemico. But here is my very first break on the Midday Sandwich Show with Big Daddy Stevens. Rascal Flats in these days on today's KVOOFM 98.5. Good morning. It's Midday Sandwich Show. I am Big Daddy, and Gary Allen will be at Monster Bowl coming to the Claremore Expo Center. February 7th, tickets for the show are on sale right now, but you got to get them quick. Carson Attractions and call 342-5357. Going to be a great show. Going to sell out, too, so you better get them early. Well, on the way, a look at your weather channel forecast is up next in a bit on your home for today's country and your all-time favorites. Today's KVOOFM. 98.5. You know, I learned a lot during my time at 98.5 KBOO. I continued to perfect my Big Daddy Stevens persona, worked with a bunch of legends in radio, was witness to a lot of marriages in a big promotion we did called Mall Matrimony, where we married couples at the Promenade Mall, partied at the first ever Country Fever Music Festival in 2003, and talked to dozens of country stars on Big Daddy's Country Star Hotline. Talks to the stars on today's KVOO FM 98.5. Well, every time that thing plays, of course, it means I need to answer that big country star hotline. Hi, who is this? Hey, Big Daddy, it's Jennifer Hansen. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jennifer Hansen joining us this afternoon on the Country Star Hotline. And welcome into the Midday Sandwich Show. It's good to talk to you again. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Now, I have to get this question out of the way right away. Now, Jennifer, uh, our morning show co-host, Heather Miles, was wanting to know if, in fact, you have a half-heart tattoo. <laughs> and the reason is because there is a song on your new album, Jennifer Hansen, called Half-Heart Tattoo. No, I don't. <laughs> we made that story up. <laughs> no tattoos. I'm too chicken to get a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you there. That's for sure. Now, there's also a new song on your album named Travis. Is that made up or is that a true story? No, that is a true story. Um, Travis is a true story about a little boy that grew up next door to me. I grew up in a duplex apartment. My mom and I lived in the back and rented out the front apartment. And through the years, we had uh, different tenants that, you know, stayed there. And there was a span of time when Travis lived there with his mom and dad. And that story, um, that song is uh, is true, and it's, it's Travis's story. Well, of course, what most people know you from is your latest song called Beautiful Goodbye. Uh, can you give me some background on the song and how it came about? Well, that was a song that I also wrote, and one that I had to, uh, well, of course, I'm married now. But, right. But... Uh, I, you know, obviously in the past I've been in relationships that didn't work out and I think we all have been there at some point uh, or, you know, in time. And uh, basically that song is 
You know, it's about two people that realize they want two different things in life, and they still care about each other, but they know that that uh, it's not going to work out, and they go their separate ways, and it's a beautiful goodbye, you know? We're in the closing moments from the Country Star Hotline with Jennifer Hansen, and Jennifer, my next questions for you are a little offbeat, but stay with me. What is your favorite word? My favorite word? Uh, my favorite word, faith. Why is that your favorite word? Well, I think it's an important word. I think it's something that we all need to have. Um... I know that I that I have a very strong faith, and and uh, it's uh, something that gets me through uh, difficult times, and um, something that I lean on. And what is your least favorite word? My least favorite word, um, probably probably not just my least favorite word, but my least favorite phrase would be um, that I can't, because I don't believe you can't do anything. I believe you can do anything if you put your mind to it. You just choose not to most to of the time. That's right. That's and make right. the choice, right? That's right. Jennifer, I appreciate you being on the show this afternoon, and thanks for giving me a buzz on the Country Star Hotline. Hi, Country Star Hotline. Hey, Big Daddy. This is Dina Carter. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us on the Country Star Hotline, it's Dina Carter. You know, you've been out of the public eye for a while. What you been up to? I have been. Well, that's like, how long is your show? <laughs> yeah, till three. I've just been uh, working on this new album, and it'll, it's called I'm Just a Girl, and it'll be out March 18th, so I'm thrilled about that. we got five weeks from today. Tell me a little bit about your single. It, it does well here in Tulsa. Everyone loves the song. Of course, I'm speaking of there's no limit. Now, the video for this song is getting a lot of attention. Tell me about that. Um, Randy St. Nicholas did the video, and she is an amazing director, and she's also a photographer, so I was familiar with her and had worked with her before. So, um, I, I just the comfort level was there. And I trust her vision. Now, I understand you did all your own stunts in that one, right? That's me. Yes, that is definitely you. For those who haven't seen the video, where could they go? It's on the website on dinacarter.net. Yeah, if you haven't seen this video, it is definitely worth a peek. No pun intended. It's Dina Carter now. There's no limit from her album, I'm Just a Girl, headed to stores March 18th with the Midday Sandwich Show. We're talking to Dina Carter on the Country Star Hotline on today's KVOO FM 98.5. You know, I like folk rock, and <laughs> I always have. I, I grew up in Nashville, so I appreciate all the music that's there. There's a lot of music, you know. It's blues and jazz and rock and gospel and all that stuff. Well, let's get to some questions that are a little off the wall, but I want to have your honest answer. What is your favorite word? Favorite word? Yes. If you had to pick one word that makes you happy, makes you sad, whatever, what is your favorite word? Yusk. I've heard you use yusk a lot. What does that mean to you? I don't know. It gets me all worked up. I like that word. <laughs> <laughs> And what is your least favorite word? Least favorite word. I guess hate. Good one. We're in the closing minutes with Dina Carter this afternoon on the Country Star Hotline. And one more question for you. If you could sum up your life in one word, what would that word be? Fortunate. Good word. Thank you. A lot of fortunate uh, activity going in your life right now. I know that, uh, you know, your album's coming out March 18th. You've got the new single, There's No Limit, doing incredibly well for you right now. The video's getting attention, which is good. I just can't wait for everybody to hear this new record. I think it's a lot of fun, and it's kind of, I don't know, it's a loving, sarcastic way to look at everything I've been through, and I think people can relate to it. Well, that's, that, you just summed up my entire show right there. A loving, sarcastic <laughs> way. It's the Midday Sandwich Show with Big Daddy Stevens talking with Dina Carter on the Country Star Hotline on the Midday Sandwich Show. Dina, thanks for dialing us up this afternoon. All right. Thank you, Big Daddy. The All Request Lunch Hour rolls on on today's country and your all-time favorites. Today's KVOO FM 98.5. I even got to talk to my old buddy Blake Shelton about his pet turkey named 
turkey. If you didn't know better, you would think it wants you to pet him and, you know, hug on him. And, uh, but uh, he's like, he reminds me of Rain Man because uh, uh, he ha- he wants to be standing next to you. I mean, almost so close that you're touching him. But when you go down to pet him, then he freaks out. He don't want to be touched. <laughs> you, know what, you know what's a lot of fun for me is uh, to uh, go to the grocery store and buy a box of that uh, stovetop stuffing and throw it out in the yard and watch him eat it. <laughs> and and uh, knowing that he's stuffing himself alive. Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to the twisted side of Blake Shelton. Blake, thanks for being on the show, and do me a favor. Give old Turkey a hug from Big Daddy when you get home. I'll do it this weekend. And he was true to his word, because when I met up with Blake Shelton later on at Country Fever, he told me that, in fact, he did hug Turkey for me. You know, two other features of the Midday Sandwich Show with Big Daddy was the All Request Lunch Hour and Big Daddy's Lunchbox Trivia. The All Request Lunch Hour was probably one of my favorites because I was able to talk to listeners. I learned early on from Andy O that listeners should always be a part and really the star of your show. Okay, let's get started. Are you ready? Brace yourself. It's time for the All Request Lunch Hour with Big Daddy. I'm finna teach you Eric Get your request now, 460-9898. Well, when are we going to get rowdy? Now on 98.5, today's KVOO Tulsa. I got Sharon on the line. What's up? I have a question. Since you're the god of music. Did you say the god of music? Of course. Wow. There is a new song. I have no idea. It's a lady that sings it, mm-hmm. and it says, uh, it has, oh, hell yes in it. I know you know what that is. Could yes. you play it? The god of music is speaking again. <laughs> it's redneck woman, That's Gretchen it. Wilson. I've always gotten in just on bits and pieces of it. Well, then crank it up loud. By the way, your chance to win Gretchen Wilson's new album, Here for the Party with Toby Scott, Saturday from 10 to 1, right here. It's a win it before you can buy it weekend on today's KVOO FM 98.5. Today's KVOO FM 98.5. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your Captain Big Daddy speaking. We are currently flying through your workday with a better variety of today's country and your all-time favorites. I will now turn off the fastened seatbelt sign. You are free to dance on your desk. The Midday Sandwich Show, making your workday fly by. Today's KVOO FM 98.5. It is time for Big Daddy's Lunchbox Trivia. All right, now here's how we play. I ask you a trivia question, you give me the answer, you win. Hmm? Sounds simple enough, doesn't it? Well, sometimes not so much. Okay, now let's put our gambling hats on and Yahtzee and anything else to do with dice. Here's the question for today, okay? Get ready. How many dots are on a pair of dice? Give me the answer. How many dots are on a pair of dice? It's Big Daddy's Lunchbox Trivia on today's KBOOFM 98.5. All right, all right. Before I get beat up, of course, that's George Strait. Check yes or no. And yes, I picked an easy one today. It is how many dots are on a pair of dice? Big Daddy's Lunchbox Trivia. All you basically got to do is go to the old junk drawer and pick out those dice and count them. And I'm pretty sure on the winner's line, we've got a winner here. All right. How many dots are on a pair of dice? 42. Are you sure about that? Are you positive? Uh, We did the math real quick. You are right. Picked an easy one today. There are 42 dots on a pair of dice. Tell me who this is. This is Corby. Where are you calling from today? Uh, Tulsa. Okay, well, tell me who's making you big winner with Lunchbox Trivia. KVO. Working along beside you. Is there any way that you could sort of just soft me out so that, like, I, I don't know that I'm at work? It's Big Daddy Stevens and the Midday Sandwich Show on today's 
KVOO FM 98.5. Today's KVOO FM 98.5. Today's country and your all-time favorites. Kenny Chesney and I go back. It is the Midday Sandwich Show. Big Daddy Stevens here making sure that workday flies by. And in about an hour or so, we're going to be talking to Gary, Jodon, and Jay. You know them better as Rascal Flats. From the Country Star Hotline, we'll talk about their album. And you can bet I'll put them through the Big Daddy Speed Round of questions. Just around the corner, look at your Weather Channel forecast. It's going to be a beaut for today. Plus, Trisha Yearwood, Walk Away Joe. Up next on the Midday Sandwich Show with today's KVOO FM 98.5. And the winner is you. Homard in today's KVOO FM 98.5. Point five. Want to send you to the 38th Annual CMA Awards. Country's Party of the Year. And you'll party like a VIP in Nashville. We'll fly you and a guest round trip to Nashville for a welcome dinner at the Wild Horse Saloon, BB King's, brunch cruise, CMA Day rehearsals, the CMA Awards show telecast, and a post-awards party at the Opryland Hotel. Plus, we'll throw in a souvenir program book from the CMA Awards. Anytime you win a prize on KVOO, you're automatically registered for the trip. Or stop by the Tulsa State Fair at the Hallmark booth. KVOO will be broadcasting live. Get signed up and get ready to win with the 38th Annual CMA Awards from Hallmark and today's KVOO-FM 98.5. You and a lot of your friends are hearing today's country and your all-time favorites on today's KVOO-FM 98.5. Today's KVOO-FM 98.5. Today's country and your all-time favorites. That is Tim McGraw and Live Like You Are Dying. It is the Midday Sandwich Show with Big Daddy Stevens, and I think my phone's ringing. Hi, KVOO. Who is this? Hey, Big Daddy. It's Rascal Flatts. Before we go to break, I know that all your family is anxiously awaiting a hello from you, Joe Don. so take it away. Give them a shout-out. Hey, Mom and Dad. I love you guys and uh, everybody back home. Gosh, I miss you, and uh, we'll see you December 9th. you got to come out and see us and go to the stores and buy the album because I'm not giving you a free copy. Ooh, keep in mind, she still feeds you, my friend. Uh-huh. There's more fun still ahead on the Midday Sandwich Show with my special guest from the Country Star Hotline, Rascal Flats. Up in just a bit on today's KVOO FM 98.5. Guys, it is time for the Big Daddy Speed Round of Questions. Joe Don, you're first up. What's in your CD player right now? Good one. You know what? Tim McGraw's new album. Gary? Our album. <laughs> our new one feels like today. Jay? A recording of our live show. I love Rascal Flats Live, the DVD. Very cool. Here we go. If you could be invisible for an hour, what would you do? Gary? I would probably go out to my favorite hunting spot and, and see what kind of deer really roaming out there. <laughs> Jay? Nikki and Pamela Anderson's bedroom. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Jodon. Remember families listen, Jodon. What would you do if you could be invisible for an hour? Wow. Probably go with Jay in that, that bedroom. <laughs> it's 71 at today's KVOO. Let's get a winner for these Rascal Flats CDs. Hi, KVOO. Who is this? Uh, Are you a big Rascal Flats fan? I'm huge. Absolutely. Yes. You have their new Concert. album yet? Not yet. Yes, you do. All right. You are calling number nine. Can you right. hang on a second? Yeah. Hang on. Hi, KVOO. Who is this? Uh, this is Ben Stanton. Are you a big Rascal Flats fan? Huge Rascal Flats fan. Yeah, you have their new album yet? Nope. Yes, you do. You're a caller 10. Oh, awesome. Tell me who's making you a big Rascal Flats winner. KVOO. 98.5. Here comes the music. 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 <laughs> Another long set of today's country and your all-time favorites from today's KVOO-FM 98.5. Today's KVOO Tulsa. It's high noon. Time for the all-request lunch hour with Big Daddy. Can I take your order? Order up your requests at 460-9898 and we'll make sure you're served immediately. The all-request lunch hour starts now on today's KVOO. 
Jennifer Lacey from Claremore, and you are listening to Big Daddy Stevens and the All Request Lunch Hour on today's KBOO. Today's KBOO FM 98.5. Big Daddy Stevens in the All Request Lunch Hour with the leaders of the Frick Parade. Hey, it's Big and Rich, and you're listening to KBOO. It's the Midday Sandwich Show with Big Daddy. Tell us, how'd you get the name Big Daddy? Man, those were some great years. You know, I will cherish those memories for as long as I live. You know, I've been asked many times why I don't go back into radio, and my answer is always the same. You know what? The business has changed. Plain and simple, it is mainly all business and very little personality. But my lifelong retirement plan has me living in a small town, owning a radio station where the broadcast studio looks out on Main Street, and I'm doing the morning show. Okay, who am I kidding? I don't even like to get up that early. So, how about I'm hosting the afternoon show instead? (laughs) Until that day comes, I will be hosting behind the mic, and you never know who I'll have on my show and in the studio next. So, I have on my notes that this is where I share my final thoughts. So, let me leave you with this sage advice. Never play leapfrog with a unicorn. This episode of Behind the Mic Podcast was brought to you by Mojo Merchandise. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes. Join us next time as we go Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton.